and welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today, as you listen to this week's content, that you grow in your faith and in your relationship with God. Connect more with us by going to ardmoresummit.church and remember to love God, love people, and love life. Glad you all are here today. I've got a word from the Lord. If you could go to that next slide. started a series called Walking with God last week. How many of you enjoyed the message last week talking about becoming a friend of God? And today we want to continue with this series. If you go to that next slide, today I want to talk about this, the pursuit of God, the pursuit of God. So open your Bibles with me if you have your Bibles in front of you. Let's open to the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 29. I said this last week, and if you weren't here last week, you can go on the podcast, listen to last week's message, but all throughout the Bible... There are these people who walked with God, and uh, whether you're into walking or not, the image is quite powerful because it's something so pure, something so innocent, something so simple that God chose that image of what a relationship looks like with Him. And it's something that we all are called to do. We all get to do, regardless of your background, regardless of your age, regardless of what you've been through, all of us are called to walk with God. If you didn't get a sermon outlined this morning, please raise your hand and we will have a gentleman bring you a note so that you can take notes. If you did not get an outline, we want to make sure that you have one of those so that you can take notes with us today. Are you all with me today? Okay, we got to wake up a little bit, okay? We got to do this today. Jeremiah 29 is is a familiar chapter in the Bible for many of us. Of course, you know... um, chapter 29, verse 11. It's not on the screen, but it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Verse 12 says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. And if you go to that next slide, this is what verse 13 says. This is the verse for our, for our sermon today. I want you to look at this verse. It says this, You will seek me. This is God talking to His people. You will Seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. This is a promise from God to his people. It says, I know you're going to go through some dark days. I know you're about to go through some difficult seasons. Anybody been in a difficult season this year? Raise your hand. Look around. Keep your hand up. Difficult season. That would be the majority of us, right? Most people go through difficult seasons, but the word of the Lord says this, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And the word seek just means to pursue, to long after. You can go to that next slide if you would, but how many of you, when you were a kid, you played hide and go seek, right? How many of you were really good at hide and go seek? Don't be ashamed of it. Come on. I was really good. When I was a, I was a young teenager and my hometown, just south of Tulsa, we got the youth group together to play hide-and-go-seek in a church, which is the worst idea ever, because churches with the lights off are terrifying. Just being real. They are, aren't they? Because you hear creaks from weird places, and you hear, like, laughter and all this stuff, and you're like, this is, this is how these movies start. This is, this is where it goes. But I, as the preacher's kid, I knew of an awesome spot Nobody would ever find. Um, we had a big stage, and you know the communion tables, you know a lot of churches have like a table there that says, do this in remembrance of me, and there's a table there. Well, behind that 
was a pull-out step, like where you would step on the stage, and if you, could, if you pulled that out, you could crawl underneath the stage. You probably, some, some churches have this. For you, you have to have access to get under the stage in case there's a water pipe or something bust, you need to crawl underneath there. But you know, so you've got to be able to get underneath there, right? And so I was like, oh, good. So I, you know, everybody's going, the lights are off, and I run down the aisle. Nobody can see, and I know exactly where to go. Um, and so I crawl underneath there, and I hear everybody going. I have people underneath, on top of me, and I'm like, oh, I've got this one. I thought I was the first one in there. And all of a sudden, I hear, like, the scraping of something. Like, I look, and I hear this. You're not the only one in here. All right? I said, I don't care if I lose. I'm out of here. This little other sneaky rat kid got in there first. I didn't win that game, but I like, I like stuff like that. It's just kind of fun to seek stuff out. And I remember, of course, when you're, when you're a teenager, you're learning how relationships work. Boys, you know, are learning how to interact with the girls. Girls are learning how to interact with the boys. And there's a, there's a thing that, that happens, and, and both genders do this, but we call it playing hard to get. Whoever invented this, I, it was bad. Because it's like, you know what, I really want you, but I'm, I'm going to act like I don't. Right? you got to pursue me a little bit. Right? There's something in the human nature about we like that element of pursuing something. And God doesn't play hard to get. And God doesn't hide himself in a way that makes it really, really challenging. But the Bible is clear. God wants to be pursued. God wants to be sought after. God wants his people to seek him. And it's, it's frankly, it's kind of a, a, a paradox of the Christian life that the moment you have relationship with him, he wants you to start seeking him. Isn't that interesting? The moment you have perfect uh, standing, you've been justified, been made right with God, that's when he says, all right, now I want you to really seek after me. Here's the sermon in a nutshell. You can write this down. It's not on the screen. Here's the sermon in a nutshell. God is never distant, but he wants us to seek him. God is never distant from us, but he wants us to learn what it means to seek after. And just to, just to kind of put this very uneloquently, just to kind of throw it out there, there are times when God, with his people, especially the ones that he loves and cares for and is really doing amazing things in, there are times when God will intentionally take a step away from us to see if we will start to follow him. <laughs> and there are moments when we go, whoa, 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 wait a second, everything's off in my life. I, I was really close to God two days ago, and everything is a little bit off. What's going on? God wants us to pursue him. God wants us to seek after him. And that takes, takes a hunger, and it takes intentionality for us to do that. After all, we're talking about walking with God in incredible honor and joy in life. And what does that mean? So get your outlines ready, because I want to talk about just a few elements of what seeking means. If you go to the point number one, let's, let's write this down. Love always seeks to get closer. If you love somebody, you don't go, man, I love you so much, um, but I don't want to get that close to you, <laughs> right? Like men on their wedding day say, babe, I love you. If anything changes, I'll let you know, right? That's not the best motto. 
If you truly love somebody, a friend, spouse, a family member, you want to get close to them. Love always seeks to get closer. That's one of the signs of fruit in your life as a disciple of Christ. It's one of the signs that, that, you're, that you're on the right path is when you say, you know what, I want to get closer to God than I've ever been. That should be our prayer each and every week, right? We should wake up and say, this week, I want to be closer to God than I've ever been because I love Him. The, the closer I get to Him, the more I want Him because that's what true love is. Number two is this. Write this down. Go to that next slide. Hunger always seeks fulfillment. Hunger always seeks fulfillment. The more I hunger for the things of God, <laughs> the more I know that He's going to fill me, right? All right? How many of you ever eaten a steak before and it was just like, it was, a, it was perfectly grilled, you just had a good steak, right? Right, all right, so because you had that one, you don't want another one, do you? You're good. I, I had a steak back in 94. It was great. No. How many of you saw your team win yesterday? I, come on. It was like, boom, baby. <laughs> there we go. I knew somebody was about to bust it out. We saw our team. I think all the big three in our area did win. Okay, good. Uh, you saw your team win. You say, okay, whew, we're good. Ne next season, as long as we can win another one, I'm good. No. If you're passionate about something, you want to keep going. And I, how, how unfortunate it is that so many people have encounters with God. Ah, that was 2012. I had that one month with God, and it was amazing. No, I want more. Because if I taste and see that the Lord is good, I want even more of Him in my life. I'm hungry for Him. Amen? It's not a deficiency when you find yourself hungry for God. That's not a design flaw on your part. That is a design feature. God created you with the capacity to grow your hunger for righteousness. That's why Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled. Amen? Number three. So with me today. Number three is this. Aching always seeks beauty. I don't have a lot of time on this. We'll get a little bit more to this next week. But there's something interesting about the peace of God that we are simultaneously at peace and whole and content, and yet we ache for more of Him. And the Bible says, especially in the Psalms, you read the Psalms of David, that the more we are in His presence, there's a, there's a type of homesickness that comes from spending time with the Lord. Anybody resonate with that this morning? That if you really, truly get those moments with God, and it's, it's almost weird to like walk away from the church and go back. Why? Because you've just seen pure, unfiltered beauty. And it's hard to look away. I think that it is a wonderful thing for us to have moments in our lives that we carve out and say, God, Show me who you are. I want to see your beauty. Amen? And if you find that ache, not like a physical ache, but this yearning in you, man, what it would be to have just time with the Lord. You see, aching always seeks beauty. So how do we do this? Well, how do we actually pursue God? I want to give you very Three very, very simple points if you go to that next slide. We're going to do this. We're going to have a time of prayer. First of all, 
self-denial. Self-denial is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Okay? Self-denial is not about, like, you're horrible, you're nothing, you're worthless. No, no, no. Self-denial is simply letting us, setting aside what you want to seek, your own fame, your own power, your own whatever, and you say, I want to seek God. The starting point of pursuing a holy God is to deny yourself and seek after Him. You remember the story of John the Baptist in the Bible, John the Baptist. Jesus said, there is nobody greater than John the Baptist born among women. John the Baptist is the dude. I mean, he was a mountain man living in the middle of nowhere eating, what, uh, locusts and wild honey. Crazy looking man. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. But the interesting thing is that John the Baptist, he was the greatest among men. But John the Baptist was so great, why? Because of one thing that he lived his life for, and that is this. He must increase, I must decrease. That's what self-denial looks like. You want to find who you really are? Stop trying to find who you really are and seek him. You want to know what the purpose of your life is? Stop searching for that purpose and simply seek him. Say, God, what does the future hold for me? What about my ambitions? What about my dreams? What about those things? Jesus says, seek first the kingdom, and all those other things will come. They'll be added to you. But there's a priority shift for those who are seeking God. It says, it's not about me. It's all about him. And what happens is that when you're in that mindset, one of these days you'll wake up and you'll realize, wait a minute, all of a sudden I actually know who I am in Christ. I understand more about me now because I've understood him. That's what self-denial is. Nobody's born with this naturally. In fact, born, we're born into this idea of Mine. It's mine. I want it. It's mine. You want proof of that? Go stand in that room over there for 20 minutes. Mine. Me. It's cute when they're four. It's not cute when they're 40. Mine. I want what I want. I'm pursuing my goals. I'm pursuing what I feel best about. I'm pursuing what makes me happiest. I have learned this, that if I start seeking after my things, as much as I like to convince myself that my motivations are pure and that I'm not, no. I need to lay all that aside and seek after God. Seek after Him. Deny myself and follow Him. Amen? Number two. Number two is this, rest. Rest. A restless soul is not pursuing God. One of the signs that you are actively pursuing and seeking after God is you have rest. Now hear me, all of us have, have moments where rest comes hard. All of us have those moments. But Jesus said this, and it's a true statement. It's not, well, only for a select few. It's true for anybody. Jesus says, all those who are weary and heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. Right? Lay down that burden and I will give you rest. Simultaneously in the Christian life, we should have perfect contentment even while we're seeking to grow. We should have constant rest in Him. Constant ability to simply breathe and realize whatever this world throws at me, it's nothing compared to the grace that God has given me. 
There's nothing that can come my way that I can't look at it and say, well, that's nothing compared to what Jesus faced on the cross. In other words, at any moment, I can train myself to rest in Him. I think that in our time, in our day and age, the number one thing that the enemy can do to get his people distracted is to forego rest. To forego rest. To say, you don't need to rest. You don't need to stop. You, you don't need that. And I think that the Bible is clear from Genesis all the way through Revelation that God is a God of rest. Right? Rest and work are not enemies. They're both part of our DNA, the way God wired us to live. But it is simply this point, that when I'm pursuing Him, I'm going to naturally find rest. It's inevitable that when I carve out time to seek God, to pray, that I'm going to just find myself like, wow, I'm more rested now than I was before. Amen? Last one. You still with me today? Lastly is this, delight. Delight. One of the signs that you're pursuing God is that you're delighting yourself in Him. You find yourself surprised and this kind of like, wow, He really is amazing. I've had moments in my life like that where it's almost, it's almost like, like I can see God, but it's in black and white. And every once in a while, a new shade appears. And I can see Him in a new way. And there's, there's like a new color that I can see clearly who He is. And that delights me. Pursuing God is to pursue delight. God says, at my right hand there are pleasures forevermore. God is not a Grinch. God is not a grump. He doesn't say, hey, 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 seek me, and when you get close to me, you're going to just be bored. No. God says, seek me, and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I'm going to give you this and this and this. Your heart's desires. To seek God is to seek delight. Next week, Pastor Dakota is going to talk more about this and what it really means to have that peace that passes understanding. But this is where we want to end today in simply asking ourselves these questions. Am I pursuing God like I can be? Am I pursuing God with everything I have? As I stated last week, I'll repeat it this week. This is not rocket science. Aren't you glad for that? Our relationship with God is not algebra. It's not chemistry. He says, come on, let's walk. Because that denotes relationship. Musicians, if you'd come. I want us to go to prayer today. And whichever of these that we need to focus on, I want you to focus on that. I want you to pray. Say, God, I'm going to pursue you. If you say, I, I need very, very concrete steps. I need to know exactly what to do like today, this week. What's my prayer? Here's your prayer. God, teach me how to seek for you. Teach me how to pursue you. I want more of you. You say, well, wait a minute. Aren't we already redeemed? Aren't we already saved? Aren't we already like, don't we have him fully? Yes, that's why we should seek him all the more. There's no end to God showing us more of who he is. Amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's pray this morning. Lord, I want to seek you with all my heart. I want to stop seeking after my own ambitions so that I can seek after a holy God. Lord, our world is filled 
with people that are self-absorbed. They will step over anybody to get what they want. They will lie. They will cheat. They will steal. They will rob so that they can find what they believe will make them happy. And it never works. Because you have wired us in a way to ache and hunger after you. That's why Jesus says, blessed are those who hunger, thirst. God, may each and every one of us here this morning, may you supernaturally make us like the psalmist right now that says, as the deer pants for water, so my soul longs for you. God, there's nothing magical or mysterious about this. We don't have to jump through hoops. We don't have to have a PhD in theology. All we need is that simple, primal prayer. God, I want more of you. I believe there's people here today that they love you. They're saved. They're, we're going to spend eternity. But they've lost that first love. The thrill of knowing our sins are forgiven. We've become numb to it. God, shake us up. Shake us up. Even if it requires you stepping away for a moment so that we so that we notice something's up. God, I know that left to myself, I will only seek things that will bring about my destruction. But when I seek you, I find life. When I seek you, I love my family even more. When I seek you and pursue you more, I'm better at my job. When I seek you more, I'm more at peace with who I am and the way you wired me. The more I seek you, the less I care about what others think of me. The more I pursue you, the less I care that one day my life is going to come to an end because I'm seeking after the one who promises eternal life. Oh God, may we pursue you above everything. And when we do, we're reminded of your promise. Your word doesn't say, if you seek me, you might find me. Your word does not say that if you seek me, I'll think about it. Your word says this, you seek me, you will find me. That's our prayer today as we walk with you. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today you enjoyed the content and what God was speaking to you today. Again, we'd love to connect with you more by going to ardmoresummit.church. Join us Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. in Ardmore, Oklahoma at 1725 North Commerce Street. Take care and be blessed.